Welcome to the Bell & Gossip Podcast, live from the 2020 AHR Expo. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, joined by Griffin Goda, and throughout the show, we'll have some fantastic guests and topics to share with you in this series, including several of our manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts. You'll get insights into the trends they're seeing in the HVAC and plumbing industry. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm here with Rob Grady from Mulcahy Company, and um, he's one of the Bell & Gossett Manufacturers reps. And Rob, if you want to just introduce yourself, give us a little background and um, about Mulcahy. Sure. Well, as you said, my name is Rob Grady. I'm the Executive Vice President for Mulcahy. So I'm responsible for managing the day-to-day business. Um, Mulcahy has been around for 90 years as of last year, 2019. So it's really been uh, a, a huge milestone for us, and we lead the way literally in the marketplace to serve our customers with innovations and products that uh, support the market. That's great. And and what area does Mulcahy cover? Oh, so we cover the upper Midwest, North and South Dakota, Minnesota, and part of Wisconsin. Okay. And so in that, are there any trends that you're seeing in that, in the, the Twin Cities area right now? Yes. The two major trends, one a positive one and one a bit of a challenge. The positive is the uh, focus on energy efficiency and improving installations to be more uh, efficient from an operating perspective. Uh, One of the things that we see quite often, and it's being driven even by the utilities, uh, are the rebates and the programs that are being put through in the state of Minnesota specifically to help support new installations and retrofits to really drive that energy efficiency uh, up. Um, That serves the the customer and the building owner obviously through uh, lower maintenance and pricing, but it also from a, a broader perspective, creates a, a more positive impact on the environment, okay. or certainly less than a negative one. Uh, the other trend that we're seeing that is a bit of a challenge is the lack of uh, trade, trade people. The trade schools enrollment is down, and the benches are clear. We are seeing a lot of challenges with uh, the labor force not being available, and I think that's going to become more of an issue now is some of the older people who have been around for a long time retire mm-hmm. and nobody's behind them to replace them. Yeah, so what, is, you know, what are the things that Bell & Gossett or Xylem are, are, are doing to kind of support you through these trends, whether it's, you know, with product innovation that helps make systems more efficient or it's with this challenge that you have with skilled labor? Definitely, uh, from a product perspective, the, uh, the ECM and the DOE 2020 initiatives that Bell & Gossett started years ago uh, to be proactive have been a huge help from the energy side. Uh, and uh, Mark Hansel specifically has done a great job of um, pushing that throughout the country. I mention his name because he was instrumental in the uh, XL Energy, which is the major utility in the upper Midwest, creating that pump efficiency uh, program for rebates. Uh, that's stretching all the way down to uh, Denver. I spoke with the McNevin rep a few weeks ago about that. So that's really been huge in, in, in Xylem driving that home and helping these companies and the customers recognize how powerful the, the, these innovations can be and how it can directly benefit them. From uh, On the other side of it as it relates to the labor shortage, um, one of the things they're doing is creating more tools for us to become more efficient and help our customers install the equipment and run it more efficiently. Um, integrated controls like the EcoCirc Excel system-wise that gives us and our customers access to different pumps or different solutions, selections 
that they can use before they even have to talk to us. And that allows them to be more efficient at the engineer level, which trickles down to better installations. Right. So they're able to do more with less, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, is it enough? I don't know. Well. So with the skilled labor, is it a matter of them this skilled labor force are they choosing different industries just not available like where do you even start with something like that you know, i don't i've thought about that a lot i think a lot of it is the advances in technology more people are interested in doing things on their phones or on a computer than they are you know with their hands yeah um so i think that component has a lot to do with it i don't know how they're that shift is going to go back i don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. as more of the, especially the younger people who have literally lived in a technological world their entire lives um, might be disinterested in in continuing into a skilled labor mindset hmm. there's even engineering shortage right now I, in the labor force so yes I mean whether it's technology or working with your hands I think you know it's a challenge in sort of both spaces that impact this industry so why did you get into the pump industry uh, the short version is I had an opportunity to come work for Mulcahy and help manage their business. I came from an industrial sales background, uh, moved into management about 10 years ago with them, and then uh, through my relationship with Jim Burns, I had an opportunity to come in and, and look at the whole business holistically and, and drive strategy and, and help manage the employees, and it's been great. The employees are absolutely awesome. It's fun working with them. It's fun uh, supporting them. and, and by extension, therefore, the products that we get to sell. Um, I'll never forget when I interviewed with Mark Gates, the other principal owner, he's, he asked me, you know, we just sell pumps. Are, are, you, are you just going to leave? You know, it's not sexy. And, and my response was the same then as it is now. That's true. The components themselves are not sexy or they're not, um, you know, they're not, they're not exciting per se, but the integration of those products in this entire basket of goods that create these systems and the ability for our people to execute on that, that's the part that excites me and that it doesn't matter what product exists there. That's what I love to do. Well, and it's great how the, the, the industry is constantly advancing. So the technology and the integration of that stuff is just gonna continue to, to happen. Yes, and on a personal level, um, using that technology to reach more of our customers and promote these products is something I'm passionate about as well. So it, uh, it's a twofer for me. We, we talked a little bit about trends, but you know, do you have? Are there any like priorities that your customers are looking at when they're looking to do business with you? So, um, is it energy efficiency? Is it you know optimizing the uh, performance? Is it you know space maximization, reliability? Or are there any priorities you're seeing kind of come rise to the top? From a design perspective, not the service part of it or the execution, uh, space is definitely an issue. Mechanical rooms are just getting smaller and smaller because the value of that square footage is going up, especially in the Twin Cities. There's been a huge boom in multi-unit condominiums and apartments, so those mechanical rooms get a lot smaller. So there's a challenge there for us to try and give them solutions that are going to fit. Um, I think the other thing too is there's a lot of turnover and retrofits. A lot of it driven by age of equipment, but also driven by this opportunity to gain some energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. So solutions that can be integrated, fits through a door, fits into that existing space without a lot of, of trouble or adjustment is a critical component. 
On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. So recent installations that you might be excited about, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about a couple hospitals um, in the Dakotas area. Yeah, so we've been doing, we've been, when I first started, we did a major hospital uh, in the territory and that trend has continued for us. We've, there are some hospitals going up in North Dakota, especially where the infrastructure has been lighter, that uh, have given us an opportunity to get deeply involved uh, and make it it's successful for us, of course, and it's successful for them. Um, the, the nice thing about that is it's been uh, a lot of different pieces of equipment, our pumps, our cooling towers, our drives, mm-hmm. all going into this major installation. Great. Any other, you know, recent buildings maybe in the Twin Cities that are like high profile that you've been a part of? We were involved with the U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. So that was fun. Go Vikes. Uh, don't edit that. We're editing that. So, and uh, actually right across the street from us, although we didn't have success on the boiler side, the new uh, Vikings uh, Performance Center, their headquarters moved Okay. almost you know, literally across the highway. Um, so we have some equipment in there. We have pumping solutions. Uh, that and it's it's just nice to have that kind of a connection with something that despite all the heartache that that team gives us <laughs> uh, yeah gives us a chance to impact them well, we can uh, being from Milwaukee and being Packers fans I think Griffin and I can say that we we, we share your pain this year and uh, lack of performance in the in the NFL <laughs> In the playoffs, it didn't go. That's kind of where we sputtered out there. The <laughs> disappointment in the Vikings losing to the 49ers was only countered by the greater loss of the Packers <laughs> to the 49ers the next And week. that is why I uh, cheered on the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to circle Bowl. back to, um, just thinking about the industry, and you know, we've been talking to different people uh, during our time here, um, and all, the, all these companies like very, like, family oriented or very you know tight-knit and you know maybe the products aren't sexy but you're doing things that impacts you know life in general daily life is there anything and maybe you already say this like is there any like way to kind of like pitch the industry to people who don't know maybe as much about it as they should or you know getting people interested in the industry because it seems like there's a lot of good stories to tell in the industry yeah I think you know, one of the things we like to do, whether it's with our customers or potential employees, talk about some of the high-profile jobs. Sure. Um, one that's a little older was when the Vikings, the roof collapsed on the Metrodome, and then we were, they were building U.S. Bank Stadium. We got to put in a heating solution for the field because the NFL has a restriction. I think it's 42 degrees that the field can't get any colder than that. Oh, wow. So we put in a complete hydronic solution to keep the field warm at the Gopher Stadium where they temporarily played. Those kinds of stories are good. I like to talk about the culture and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned family, and that's a word we use very often. And um, I've, I've had conversations about that with other reps. It is a tight-knit group, um, certainly at Mulcahy. Turnover is low, tenure is high. And it's a testament to how much they love just coming into work and doing their different jobs and working as a team. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things usually seal it. So when I'm talking with a potential candidate, I talk about that. And uh, with one exception, 
every candidate I've pursued, I've hired, there was only one that got away. Oh, wow. That's a good rate. And they come in, and they, they say, you are right, Rob, it's, this is the best place to work. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So you've been kind of keeping that going, too. We just kicked off this Watermark 2020 program, um, which is inviting uh, Bell & Gossett manufacturers reps to um, host Watermark events around the country, um, 20 in the year 2020. And um, you guys already got to start last year on this, right? Yes. Um, first learned about Watermark at the annual meeting, and I immediately jumped on the opportunity. It was about two months or so before our expo, our, our major technical um, event, where we bring in customers to view our products. Uh, the manufacturers are invited, and we do presentations. So it's a bit of education, a bit of exposure, and then a bit of fun. Traditionally, we've gone to a baseball game. We're going to switch that up this year. But at the time, when... Xylem challenged the reps to do events. Uh, they challenged us to, to do them in our communities, to try and engage customers, and do it in a forward-facing way. So I took it all on. Uh, I wanted to do that. So it, what we did is we invited, um, we introduced a concept with the employees uh, to do a dunk tank. And <laughs> of course you did a dunk right. tank. We've got people cleaning up rivers and, yep. you know. Well, I will say this. <laughs> There's water related to it. It is water And here's the thing, and I didn't talk about this yesterday, but I was really concerned about the how that would look, the visual. Here we're filling up 500 gallons of wet water into a tank to dump it out later to promote water conservation. So one of the things we did, the idea I came up with, was to capture rainwater. So we filled up our totes because we sell uh, uh, Dow products. We, we filled up totes. Uh, using a submersible pump from Bell and Gossett and uh, treated the water and that's what we used to fill the dunk tank. Wow, that's See, amazing. that's cool. That brings it all together. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. But how does the dunk tank factor into Watermark? Like we did So we just we did a fundraiser. Okay. And um, it had two components. We did sponsorships. So we had customers sponsoring the event and then we made a banner with Watermark and featured them on that banner. So that raised some money. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the other thing we did during the event was we sold throws. So we had four employees uh, volunteer to be in the dunk tank, and then we sold throws so customers and other employees could engage and try and dunk us. And uh, through all that, what was really exciting is I had initially just set a goal of about $5,000. There was an initiative by Xylem uh, under the Watermark umbrella to clean up a river in Ohio. Somebody had poured a dam made of cement uh, illegally into it and they needed $15,000 to fund the cleanup of that project. I was hoping to just make a dent, but in the end, uh, we, we funded the entire thing. Wow, congratulations, Thank that's you. amazing. It was fun. So how are you gonna top that this I, year? It's <laughs> <laughs> an excellent question, Amanda. Uh, we're just starting to come up with that. We are going to do another feature at our expo, um, so it'll have similar components. We're not gonna do a dunk tank, that's not gonna happen, but we are trying to come up with some fun ways to engage. Sure. And this year, because we have more time, we've started planning in the last month. What I want to do is find something local to Minnesota. I was uh, interested in finding a domestic project. That's why we picked the Miami River in Ohio. But I'd like to find something local, and I would like to either take the money raised and just hand that over to fund uh, one of those water conservation initiatives that to, in our community. But I think what would be more fun if we can pull it off is to take that money and use it to fund our efforts in actively going out and doing that. That's great. Because the employees love getting involved. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, when you first introduced Watermark to your employees, what was the reaction? 
the reaction was um <laughs> don't hedge <laughs> no the reaction was positive i just remember so be- before i came up with the rainwater idea i was just i was i was asking the the employees to capture their own water so things like if you're waiting for the water to heat up out of your sink capture that and bring it in and we'll treat it and that's how it started that was uh interesting it, it, it got a little fun <laughs> People were bringing in buckets of water. We handed out five-gallon buckets. They were filling our our uh, tote, and we had it decorated. Um, so that was a lot of fun. That's cool. And then in the end, uh, when everybody had an opportunity to participate, both uh, in terms of the planning committee, and then of course the day of the event, being able to throw and dunk us was really exciting. Oh, so you yeah, were yeah. one of the lucky few that got to get dunked. I never ask anybody to do something I wouldn't do myself. There you go. So yes, I was first in the tank. Good for you. How many throws did you get? I don't recall. I was not the biggest. You're not uh, the leader in no, that? No. There was another gentleman in our office who's very forward-facing in the industry. He does a lot of education. <laughs> um, he also dressed up. I think it's in the video. Um, he definitely got the biggest donations. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Cool. So outside of Watermark 2020, what else are you excited about for the coming year? We continue to expand our initiatives and marketing that I really started ramping up about three years ago. Um, More outreach, more education in the industry. Mm -hmm. You asked earlier about how we engage customers and get them excited. Um, I don't know if it necessarily gets them excited, but it certainly gives them an opportunity to be educated on what we do. And we do it in an agnostic way. We don't talk about products specifically. Um, That serves a few purposes. One is engineers can do it and get professional development hours. But the other thing is that it just allows our customers to be educated on how best to run a system. If they decide to go somewhere else to get the solutions, obviously we'll be disappointed, but what matters more is that they get solutions that are going to fit and work in the buildings that they're working on. And so that's something we're ramping up. Um, We've expanded a regular Lunch and Learn series that Hmm. started with just being about once a month from March to October. It has turned into, I think this year we're going to host about two dozen different presentations. And those are on site at Mulcahy. Um, We have a demonstration center where they get to see our equipment and we're expanding on that too. Um, We have a hydronic simulator that uses things like the EcoCirc Excel and Bell and Gossett expansion tanks Hmm. so that they can see how a system actually works. It just doesn't fire. Um, Our technical expo will be big again this year. And then we also take those lunch and learns that we bring customers to and we offer them on site at their facilities. That's great. So you're kind of building your own little red schoolhouse kind of network out there in Minnesota. Although nothing to that scale. Nothing to that scale. Nobody can compare uh, or recreate the little red schoolhouse. That is such a a powerful tool. It's really been exciting to see the modifications and the upgrades that they made. I know it was a painful process given some things with with, uh, the construction. But uh, I, w- I had an opportunity to visit there last summer, and it was just amazing. Night and day from the, the last time I was there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty momentous for, for the company, for sure. Anything else? I, I mean, I, unless you have something else to add, I feel like this has been a great conversation. I agree. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Great. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today, and have a great rest of your show. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.